Bill, good to see you. Glenn, good to see you too. Christian, Coach, Luke, Coach. how are we doing? Good. Nice, nice win last night, 7-2 and two on the uh, season. So let's start with the defense because the defense made a huge <laughs> impact in that game and made a couple of big stops and then obviously that turnover. How difficult was it designing what you wanted to do against Aaron Rodgers? And obviously the score says you were pretty successful, but what impressed you the most about what your defense did against that offense? Well, they're, they're very hard to prepare for. Uh, they have a lot of good players, and uh, they have a, a very good scheme. They're well-coached, and they have a great quarterback. So uh, there were some plays that I thought we defended pretty well, and um, they still made plays on them. So it's, sometimes it's just tough. But um, as a team, I thought that we really tried to play uh, each guy, tried to play his responsibility. It's hard to overplay uh, any player without being too late somewhere else. So... Um, and everybody had to take care of their their area, uh, and it's it's tough. Uh, they could run the ball, they can throw it, and um, uh, and they can extend plays. You got uh, some pressure so. on them though during the course of the game. We did. He got out of most of it, yeah. um, but uh, we you know we're at least able to stay after him and keep the timing off a little bit. So it was a challenge, uh, and we hung in there. We we gave up some yards, gave up some drives, but uh, forced five punts, turned the ball over once, stopped him once on down. So. You know, against them, that's pretty. I'd say I, you you take that, um, but they're they're hard to defend. Yeah, even in your post game uh, press conference, it almost felt like to me that there was a sense of relief that that game yeah. was over. Oh my god! You know, and you don't have to face <laughs> it again because it, it, not like you dodged a bullet, but you know he can just create so much damage, and you guys were able to counter that. Yeah. No. Look, I don't think they're saying. Uh, you know, I wish we had the Patriots twice a year yeah. either. You know, I mean, it's it's a tough game and. Um, I'm glad we don't have them twice a year. They're they're hard to prepare for, and they're really good. And they're good on defense too. They they did a real good job of mixing it up on defense and and um, changing and game planning some things that um, were challenging. And so uh, it was, you know, it was a look. It's it's what it was. It was a good football game. It was a tough game. They're they're a tough team. It's similar to when we played them four years ago out there. Uh, fortunately, the ball just. You know, bounced our way a little bit more last night than uh, than it did in Green Bay uh, four years ago. But that's that's the kind of game it was. So you guys, I thought, did pressure him. I know it was just that one sack. It was a huge sack. But I'm just looking at it. You guys are like 13 sacks, like 30th in the league. But it seems like you pressure the quarterbacks. Are, are sacks only thing you look at or the pressure stats? Because it seems like you guys are putting a lot of pressure on quarterbacks. Yeah, well, again, the most important stat is points. That's what we really look at, and everything else falls um, below that. So uh, the better you do in some other areas, uh, sometimes they'll show up in points as well. But uh, points is what really matters. So, so I just, yeah, I was wondering if there's like a save a metric stat out there. Everyone's using the crazy numbers as far as yeah. you might the sacks might not be there, but as far as pressuring the quarterback, you're doing exactly what you want them to do. Well, we, we I think we're affecting the quarterback in the passing game, and um, our coverage has been again. It all has to tie together, so it doesn't do any good to pressure the quarterback and not be on the receivers. Um, doesn't do any good to be on the receivers and not pressure the quarterback because eventually all receivers can get open in this league. So it's a combination and of both and disrupting the timing of the passing game. You had a couple of trick plays in the game that both were <clears throat> successful in this game. Christian was talking earlier about so much of that is timing during the game. How much of it also is that? You've they've seen the way you've run maybe the screen, and now suddenly you come back, you watch how they defend it, and you come up with a wrinkle off of that in which maybe you can get Josh Gordon free. 
streaking down the down the field. How much of it is set up by a play that you ran earlier and the way they reacted to that play? Sometimes there's an element of that, uh, or a play you've seen on film, and and this is kind of the way that they they play it. Uh, reverses sometimes fall into that category the way they they close or pursue on the backside or don't pursue on the backside uh so yeah there, there's some element of that um and sometimes you just uh you know it's just a solid play like the fundamental of a flea flick, flicker is a solid play draw everybody up and then try to throw it behind them so uh, it comes down to execution and and uh you're going to pretty much get the same reaction from everybody when you run that play it's not when you can run a lot, but uh, when you hand the ball off and he runs up into the line, it's going to draw people into the line of scrimmage. Now you have to be able to, you know, cleanly handle the handle the ball, get it pitched back to the quarterback, and throw it on time and so forth. So uh, plays like that are really more about execution than they are, um, you know, trying to match them up against a certain defense. You know, we hit it against Pittsburgh a couple of years ago in the championship game. It's a little different route, but it's the same idea. They came up, and Hogan got behind them, and it was a touchdown. Yeah, see, I always feel like that play never works. I feel like, you know, the back either doesn't sell it enough, or, you know, it's the, they, they don't bite on it, and it ends up being thrown to the check down. You talk about execution. Like, what uh, James White did, as far as just buying himself time, I thought was something that was uh, was really was really made that play work? No, nope. yeah, no question. And the key to that play is really the back because he's the one who's got to make the decision. He's got to run up into the line, kind of draw the defense to him, uh, but not too long, and then pitch it back to the quarterback. And on that particular play, uh, on the left side, on the offensive left side of the formation, the the tackle and the end both ran up the field, so they were as deep as Brady was. So when James pitched it, he kind of had to you know usually a back won't pitch it in that situation he'll just if, if he sees somebody deep he'll just run it and you know gain what he can gain uh it's easy when you run up in the line everybody's in front of you then you know it's easy to pitch back because there's nobody back there by the quarterback but when they're up the field like they were on that play i thought james made a real good decision to uh he saw or you know sensed that they were blocked by tooney and and trent brown and um then he pitched it back, and so Tom still you know, was able to execute the play. But uh, that's a tough that's a tough choice for the back to make. And and James, uh, you know, he had, we had James flipping it to Tom, Tom throwing to Edelman. So you know, some of our most dependable players operate in that play. So James White gets kind of dinged up a little bit, but Patterson comes in and runs the ball. I think it was four carries, forty yards, touchdown. The impressive thing is because you're not sure of getting out in space on the edge, but the way he runs inside the tackle has been. And you watch this guy run the football, and you think, and I know he's done it before a little bit in Oakland, but even are you impressed to how he's been able to run inside? Yeah, and uh, CP runs hard now. <laughs> he runs hard. He's big. He's fast. He's got good vision. Uh, I thought he found space a couple times uh, on the lead play, um, on the play before the touchdown, on the outside uh, play to the offensive left. He he found space, read the blocks well, but but when he gets moving, he's fast and and he runs with power and. Um, it doesn't look like the defenders are in a big rush to tackle him. He's he's a hard running guy. So between, I know he's run. I, what was you say between uh, him running and Julian Edelman throwing? You got guys knocking on your door saying, "Hey, by the way, I can do this too. You know, I can yeah. kick. I can do whatever you need." Well, we've we've had um, you know some depth uh, like like you have every year, and so guys sometimes have to get different roles and uh, step in and different uh, do different things. And uh, Dwayne Allen last night played sixty plays, sixty some plays, and. Really did a good job for us. Um, you know, it's it's different than Rob, but the role that he played and, and the way he 
performed that role and executed it was was very good. So, um, yeah, we, we have a lot of guys on our team that did that. I know Patterson has run before, but you told us uh, last week I asked you about the running back depth situation, and you said it was a concern. Um, so you go through the week. Patterson obviously is part of your game plan. I don't know whether Sony Michelle was a decision that was going to come down to the last couple of days or whatever. Why did you go with Patterson this week, and what were you seeing during the course of the week? Obviously, he ran a little bit for you last week. Yeah, well, we just kind of built on last week. Um, we did it for Buffalo. This was a short week. We were able to uh, follow up with some of the things we did in Buffalo, add a couple things to it. and um, But he did a good job in Buffalo, and so we, we just we built on it. Um, hopefully we get uh, Sony back soon. We'll see how that goes. And um, hopefully James is okay, and uh, maybe the position can get, get stronger and, and get a little bit more depth there than we've had the last couple of weeks. So when um, uh, so Whitehead for the for for, Pat, for the Packers ended up smacking uh, Andrews in the face like there was a little Andrews pushes him and then it wasn't like Whitehead kind of like squared up on him kind of just instinctively kind of like you know threw a punch what didn't really feel like a punch but he gets kicked out of the game for that I'm just trying to figure out what the I guess I guess there's the letter of the law and the spirit of the law I mean did you think or expect him to be kicked out for that Yeah I didn't really see the play uh, live. Um, and again, like that's really, it doesn't really matter what you think or what I think. It matters what the officials think that saw the play and that's the way it is in every game. So, um, but I mean, look, when you throw a punch at a guy, that's not a good thing. So, um, that's, we, we don't ever want to do that. Um, it's one thing to push a guy. It's another thing to throw a punch at him. It's another thing to touch an official. Uh, there's, there's. Very strict guidelines on that, and if you cross the line, then you put yourself in a position where um, you have to suffer the consequences. So, is it, is they, it they made the call? I can't, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's it's their call, their decision, and I'm not surprised that it happened. I mean, I guess I wouldn't have been surprised if it didn't happen, but you know, you, you just can't go around punching guys in the face. No, yeah, and you will, yeah. Well, I guess that's probably a good rule to follow. What I was curious: Do you guys have a designated person to walk that? If you guys have that situation, like, like the, he had to take like a perp walk, like they walked him. It was like the walk of shame, and there was somebody escorting him off the field just in case. I guess he changed his mind, wanted to run the field. Is that the strength coach's responsibility? Uh, no, no. Like we, we would have that covered. I mean, the worst situation was in. Miami, when both teams came out of the same end zone um, at, with the Dolphins, mm-hmm. and, and Light and Crowder both got ejected, and both guys walked out down their respective sidelines and into the end zone and kind of got to the tunnel at the same time uh, as their ejection. So, <laughs> no carryover? Uh, <laughs> I mean, situation. well, you know, then they kind of disappeared in the tunnel. I don't really know what you have to ask, <laughs> ask Light about that one. What happened? That was a, that was a classic moment, though. But if of two guys being ejected from the game and then having to exit the same in the same tunnel, uh, they've changed that now, so that won't happen that in that stadium again. But that was a, um, uh, I would say, somewhat of a humorous moment <laughs> in a uh, not really a funny situation, but it was in retrospect, it, w- it was a humorous moment. Well, speaking of humorous moment, are you got planning something special for Tom Brady when he gets his thousandth yard? You know, he's just one shy. Yeah. Stop the game, get him the ball. Yeah, a certificate, I mean, maybe fifty yards, basically a year. <laughs> Is that what yeah. it comes down to? <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, look, we're not individual stats, or they are what they are. We all have them, and in the end, we play for the team team goals. So, um, 
think think we all feel that way. I'm sure Tom does. Didn't he say? I think he said it was embarrassing if yeah, they stop yeah. the game if they do it. But it, it it's did kind seem of embarrassing. Like, I only have a thousand. Even like on the goal line, it almost seemed like Green Bay finally did what. As a viewer, we wonder why a lot of teams don't do in that quarterback sneak. Looks like they had like four guys over center to prevent that quarterback sneak. Is that what you saw? Like the goal line? I think it was third and one, then fourth and one. Uh, yeah, they were in there tight. Um, you know, we gave it to when we gave it to James uh, for a touchdown, and then uh, CP outside um, those plays um, scored. So it, it's hard on the goal line to take away everything. You take away one thing, you're you know you're light on something else. Um, they they changed their again that Green Bay did a good job. They changed up some things defensively, and and um, you know that's always a little bit of an adjustment. And they got us on a few things. We got them on a few things, but they. They did a good job mixing it up. I want to ask you about uh, challenges in the game yesterday and the information that you get in Ernie upstairs. Um, the Adams um, ball that hit the uh, the ground. How quickly do you get that information, and especially now because you know what you do. You get Tom Brady to get up there and snap the ball right away if, it, if there's anything in question. So you literally had 14 seconds, Bill, to make that decision on that play. What what information can you get in 14 seconds to make that decision? Uh, well, on that particular play, it was right in front of us. Uh, it was uh, literally probably five yards away from it, and I was behind it. But it was, um, it, as it happened, I, I had my doubts about the play, and then um, we were able to get a quick confirmation upstairs. Um, and I, I threw the flag, I think, just about as they were about ready to snap the ball. So, um in that type of situation, um, the guys in the press box, they can see the offense coming to the line. They need a quick decision on that. And if it's clean, which uh, they had a clean look at it, evidently, um, you know, they said, yeah, you know, I said it was a ball on the ground. And they said, yeah, it, I, he didn't get it. And so I challenged it. Okay. And the side, but line. sometimes you, sometimes you don't get that view. And if you do, then you great. And if you don't, then you have to decide, um, you know, do you want to challenge a play depending on the, I would say, the impact of the play? So if it's going to make a huge impact in the game, maybe if it's 10-90, you still challenge it because it's such a huge play. Uh, if it's a play that's gained six yards and it's, it doesn't really matter, then uh, and that doesn't matter. But if it's a six-yard gain, then do you really want to, even if it's 80-20, do you really want to potentially lose a challenge right. for a play that doesn't really have that much of an impact in the game? So. There's a pretty big swing there. And then the other question, as you pointed out, is how certain are you that you're right? If you're 100% certain that you're right, uh, then in most cases you might as well go ahead and challenge it because uh, you're still limited to three, so that would count as one even if you get it right. If there's any doubt that it may, may not, then you know, then you, you effectively uh, lose two challenges, not one, because you, know, you go from two to one where potentially you could have three. So. i, I got to believe it's stressful because the quarterbacks now, and Tom, you guys are doing it now. You're rushing right up to that line, and you're snapping if it's in question. Yeah. And, and the other one was that sideline with Gordon. Now, looking at the replay, looked like he tapped the toe inbounds, and then the heel came out of bounds. But when you're trying to figure that out, is that clear-cut evidence that can overturn a play? Don't you also have to think of that? Say, yeah. well, looks like it's in, but... Are they gonna? Uh, is that enough video for them to make that call? Exactly, and and that's that's you you definitely have to think about that, Glenn. Sure, because on the on the Adams catch, it was ruled a catch, so you really have to see the ball hit the ground. If it's close, uh, then you let it go. And on the Gordon play, that was called incomplete. So 
uh, we had to be sure that that second foot was in bounds, and it looked like the the second foot came down uh, on the view that um, that we saw because we we talked about the, uh, that play that that didn't look like that foot was in bounds. Um, now maybe on closer look it was I'm not sure, but you know it, it looked like it was it was on the white, so um, that's why we didn't we didn't challenge that one. Uh, a little bit the same thing on the first down conversion to Adams there in the fourth quarter. Um, it was kind of right on the line when Harmon hit him. Uh, he was slanting over the middle. It was third and like six or seven, something like that. Harmon hit him. It looked like it was short of the line. And we were expecting it to be um, fourth and one. And they gave him the first down. And it was close. But since they gave it to him again, we would have had to – he would clearly have had to been short. And uh, it was close. I'm not sure that he was. So, you know, we didn't – we let that one go. So, um, uh, Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans, you guys are going up there to see him. Is, um, is he the first, I guess, not just this generation, I guess, but since you've been a coach, the first player turned head coach that you've had to go against? I know I'm sure there's been players that have been assistant coaches, but Mike's obviously a head coach. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Um, and the question I'm getting a lot is, was, uh, you know, did, when you were playing with Mike when he was, on, when he was a teammate of mine, you know, did you know he was going to be a, a coach? Uh, my answer was always yes, um, but did you have any indication based on what you saw that he was that he had you know professional football head coach uh, material? Well, he talked about coaching after playing um, all the way from ba- uh, the time back when we signed him uh, when he was at Pittsburgh and when we first well I, I met him when was when he was at Ohio State uh, actually it might have gone back that far uh, in the initial pre-draft interviews you know what do you want to do after you finish playing football and things like mm-hmm. that and so yeah, he was uh, always pretty upfront about that about wanting to coach and then when we uh, got him as a player um he expressed that as well you know when i get done playing i'd like to coach and so forth and um and as you know in practice he he practiced a lot uh, not only on defense but on scout team he would run uh play outside linebacker play inside linebacker play defensive end play strong safety play free safety um and he just, you know, was always in good condition, enjoyed mm-hmm. practicing, enjoyed taking a lot of reps, and enjoyed playing different positions, including tight end, as you know. So, uh, <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> that was the other question Red I got. Zone. That was the other question I got. How do you feel about Mike Vrabel playing that, tight end? That, that I should ask ten, you. Ten it's touchdown a, I, passes. I, should, I need to ask you. <laughs> Not good ge- for him, the, though. The genesis of this is so funny because like, <laughs> I still talk to Dan Graham we still, and Ben's still playing. Yeah. So I remember it was like, I was like, man, we had – uh, first round pick in Ben Watson, a first round pick in Dan Graham, of course me. And I was like, wow, he still put Mike Vrabel in there. I don't know what we did to Bill, but he sure was trying to stick it to us. I don't know what it is. Somebody must have had some, you know, smart alley comment to you, and you said, you know what? I'll prove to you who's in control. The genesis of that, like, do you remember how it even started, or was it a need based thing? Did somebody get? Hurt? Yeah, I'm sure it started as a need based thing. So yeah, you weren't sure. just trying to screw with us. <laughs> what I do that. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> have uh, you have you have you talked with him? I know you obviously you've yeah, had sure, assistance yeah, yeah. mentoring no, him at all. Yeah. Uh, well, no, Mike and I have talked. Yeah, we I talked when he was at um, Ohio State, yeah. when he was at Houston, and when he was at Tennessee. Um, I have a ton of respect for Mike and all that he did for us here, and um, you know, wish him well. Other than this week, yeah. um, but you know, Mike and his family, and um, I mean, he's you know he's been a, was a great patriot, been a great friend, been a great. Uh, I think he's uh, you know represents the game well, yeah. uh, the way he played it, the way he's coached it, um, 
and his passion for it. So, yeah, I mean, I love Mike Vrabel. Yeah. I just, not this week, but otherwise. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think his son actually goes to BC. He does, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, a, yeah, he's a freshman there. Yeah. He has yeah. he yeah. backup left tackle. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, no, I know Mike was up at the UMass game uh, early in the season, right before the the opener, you know, that Labor Day yeah. weekend. And uh, so, yeah, they, they uh, you know, Mike and his, his family, Jen, I mean, he's, it's, you know. Uh, really wish wish him all the best, Christian. It's good you've gotten over it yeah. though. I'm not over it necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> I, I closure could be a closure. Yeah, closure. This is closure. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, coach, I was wondering because I think it was four of the last five, five of the last seven primetime games. Is it nice to get that over with? You only got a couple four o'clocks. Does it matter to you? Or, or? It, it's nice not to play at night. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah the night games kill you, and they they get you the next day. Um, and really, it, it takes you a couple days to to That's get by them. That's it, a lot. Yeah four of the last five so uh but you know look with every the schedule is what it is and every long week's a short week and so whenever we play we we just got to be ready to go but it's uh yeah they're they're hard they are especially i thought our team did a great job this week i told them that after the game i thought they did a great job coming off the monday night game on the road short week green bay which is a hard team to prepare for very hard to prepare for um Really, you know, with less time and, and kind of less opportunity, really, really worked hard. I thought they did a good job all week and then, you know, played hard last night. So that's good. I know the big fellow's going to ask you for your uh, drive of the game. I just wanted, before he did that, to ask you about that first drive because I thought that was as efficient on the up-tempo as any drive I've seen all season long. It almost seemed easy, Bill. And it got you out of the gate quickly. Uh, well, I th- think that was... Um it was. It was well executed. Uh, good tempo. Uh, Tom made some good decisions. Josh made some good calls. Uh, we blocked well. We, you know, we had a number of things going there. Um, they very quickly on the next series changed their uh, defensive structure and and you know gave us a new look. Uh, and then they you know switched around again later on in the game in the second half. So uh, the way it started and the way it ended up were were not the same at all. There were several different. Uh, say digressions in there along the way and so they did a good job of adjusting to what we did and uh then we had to adjust and it was kind of back and forth one of those games but um you know as it turned out that was a a big drive big points and you know able to play most of the game from ahead yep. so uh it was you know uh offensively we were ready to go and, and able to capitalize on some uh, opportunities right, i already think i know what the answer to this question is gonna yeah is let's gonna go be, with but that. we wrap so things up with All our right. mercedes-benz drive of the week second so best the second best <laughs> was that it was that the best drive of the week of the week oh that was a big one yeah but you know the cp drive was it was a good drive too you know where he ran we got the penalty and they ran uh, a couple more times ran inside ran outside and scored five out from the five yard line and uh, that was that was another impressive drive, and then after that, uh, then you know Green Bay went and kind of changed their defense uh, to be say more run uh, and a little bit better against the running game. And so uh, then the next time, to start the third quarter, you know we dealt with a little bit of a different um, kind of a different defensive system, if you will. Uh, so it was uh, each one of those drives interesting. Each one of those successful drives kind of precipitated some. Uh, movement on the other side of the ball um, very quickly and and so it, it was a multiple adjustment game seven and two we're on to tennessee we'll see you uh, next monday right back here all right, all right. sounds good have yeah. a good one good luck, coach. coach bill belichick right here on omf